This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for this um, group that has come to hear your precious word. As I was just going over my notes this morning, you, you spoke to my heart. You said, I have a message for my beloved. They are your beloved, Lord. You love them so, and you want them well. You want them whole, and you want them to live out their full lives on this earth. Thank you, Father, for helping me tonight to share from your heart to the people, Father, exactly what you would say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We do something in here. Those of you who have been here before, uh, we hold up our Bibles and say a little uh, confession. We say, this is my Bible. Bible. It's God's Word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. Yes, we do. (laughs) It's, It's our life, isn't it? Well, as I was preparing uh, for this message for tonight, uh, just a scripture kept coming to me, and I think it's going to be the beginning of our going forward with these sessions that we have this time, because it's all inclusive of what the Lord has done for us uh, for healing. If you will turn to your in your Bibles to Psalm 103. give you some time to find your scripture if you need a little time. This is bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. And we know when we came to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, our sins were washed away. The sins that are past were totally wiped away. He took away the handwriting, the Bible says, and just washed it like, a, like the whiteboard clean. And our sins that are past are gone forever. But the sins that we might commit for the rest of our days, uh, he will forgive those too. So we need to make sure that we have the knowledge of Scripture as to how to keep our lives in a good place of right standing with God. Because that's when the blessings are going to be there. That's when the the safety and the protection that God has and how He's going to be able to pour out into your lives every day. We have to walk in a good place. Healing is so important to to the Lord. A great price was paid that we might be healed. We know that uh, as uh, Jesus was going to the cross to shed his blood for our sins, he he went to the scourging post uh, and had stripes or wounds or uh, marks put upon his back for our healing. And uh, it, was a, it, it was an accomplished thing so many, many years ago. And it is still powerful for us today as we believe this provision and as we take it for ourselves, uh, we can live free from sickness and disease. Not that you don't get attacked by, by the enemy sometimes. He'll try to put something on you, but you can push it off. You cannot receive it. You can receive the healing that he has provided. And that's what he has for us. Uh, He wants his children well. You think about if you have children. Oh, it just does your heart good when they're doing well. When they have 
you know, freedom from sickness or they have provisions that are, that are uh, get, uh, you know, in their lives that are, they're taken care of that just, that just thrills you. Well, God's a m wonderful Father and he, he is thrilled when we receive His Word and, and receive the healing and the freedom from sickness and disease and all kinds of uh, things that the enemy would bring against our flesh to torment our lives. So uh, thank the Lord. It's available and uh, we can have it. We can live in it. Uh, the Lord's been faithful. I've, I received Jesus as my healer 49 years ago when I was born again and he's been faithful to heal me time and time and time again. And uh, so I can attest to that. Not only we have his precious word, but I have a testimony of healing in my life. And I just want everybody to have it. I want everybody to experience his goodness. He is so good and he's so faithful to fulfill his word as we believe. In um, Ephesians 4, when, the, when uh, Psalm 103 says he forgives all of our iniquities or our sins, um, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 gives us a good reason why we should receive that forgiveness consistently in our lives. Verse 26 says, <clears throat> Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So this is talking about the sin of anger. But this would apply to anything that we do that causes uh, something in our life to not be on the right path, so to speak. That we, you know, we miss it somewhere. I know uh, it's been described that sin is a missing the mark. So things that we do and we know, uh, if we're, we're not walking in love, if we, if we speak words that are not kind and are not gracious, or if we are doing things to other, in other relationships that uh, we know, you know, we know when we do wrong, and we n don't need to let the sun go down upon that. We need to get that out of our lives, keep, it, keep, it, keep our hearts clear before the sun goes down. Ask forgiveness from the Lord. And then if you have to forgive somebody, forgive them. I was taught years and years ago, be quick to repent and ask forgiveness. Be quick to forgive. That way you don't give place to the devil. A place is an opportunity, uh, a room that, that is opened up to him to come in and uh, do harm to us. And you know, we do need to realize that we do have uh, an adversary. Uh, he wants to harm us any way he can because we have Jesus on the inside of us and he detests him. And because of that, he detests us and he wants to hurt us. We do not, do not live in fear. We live in faith. We just take the words. What does the word say about this? How do I need to stay in connected to this word? And it's all good there. It's all safe. We may have to Resist. We may have to do a little uh, fight on fighting of faith, but we do not get into fear. We do not get into, you know, angst about things. We just stay with Scripture. There's such peace here. What does the Word say about this situation? But keep your heart clear. That prepares your heart to not only hear from God, but it prepares you to receive from God. When we have a heart that's tender and ready, 
to communicate and ready to take what God has for us. So uh, just beginning uh, as we begin these series, make sure that we are walking righteously and right standing with God in that place with Him. And, you know, do right. <laughs> it's not hard. We can. We've got life in us. We have the ability to uh, walk right before God. And, and it's a safe place to be. First uh, John 1, 9, I'm sure you're familiar with that scripture. But if we do miss it, if we do something that, whoops, that wasn't love, or mm, I really am angry about that and I haven't released that, we need to go to First John 1, 9, which says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful to ju and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we have to realize these things are by faith. It's nothing that we're feeling this amazing feeling or we recognize this move of God in our life at that point. It's by faith. We just know God said this is what happened. He'll wash our sins away. And sometimes you have to forgive yourself. I've, we've run into that more than once. Like a person just is so condemning because they did something. Well, did you ask God to forgive you? Yes, I did. Well, then you need to forgive yourself because you know when he forgives, forgets it. Isn't that amazing that God has that ability to forget what we do, what we do wrong? I'm so thankful for that. But then we make sure that we forgive ourselves and say, Lord, your blood was enough. Uh, someone said that to me one time, you don't know what I've done. <clears throat> and they had asked God's forgiveness. I said, you don't know the blood of Jesus then if you don't realize that that blood is so powerful that it washes our sins away and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. <clears throat> Let's look back at uh, Psalm 103. When it talks about healing all our diseases, that means that there's not any disease that he can't heal. There's no sickness that he can't heal. There's no uh, debilitating thing that he can't heal. There's nothing that God cannot heal. He can heal everything. So if, if it's been running in your, your, your body for years and years and years, it's okay. Now's the day for you to walk free from that. You can receive your freedom, your healing, your deliverance. And there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Uh, I love that scripture. It's in uh, Jeremiah. I think I have it written down on another little note here. Um, Jeremiah 32, 17. I'll turn over there now since it came to my thoughts rather than wait for later. Uh, I love this scripture. Jeremiah 32:17. Ah, Lord God! Exclamation point. Behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. He made the heavens and the earth. Oh my, we know that. We've read the Bible. We know he created things. Then he can create something in you that you need created. He can, need, he can clear you of something that you need uh, out of your life. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. We need to magnify and exalt the greatness of God 
we need to do that so that we see that anything that we face, any diagnosis, anything that is, you know, kind of like, wow, uh, that's a lot. It's not too much for God. Don't ever have that mindset. Always remember, this is God we're talking about. He made you. He knit you together, the Bible said, in your mother's womb. So he knows how to get in there and, and re-stitch something. We've, we've, had, we've had testimonies about that, uh, actually, about that stitching. Uh, several cases over the years that um, a mom would, uh, expectant mother would, would put in a prayer request about um, a possible um, Down syndrome baby that they were carrying. This is what the doctor said this, that, that's in my womb. And so we just, we just went to that scriptures in, in uh, Psalm 139 that says he, he knit us in our mother's womb. He wove us. And I, we would say, okay, let's go to this scripture. And let's ask God to reweave something. If the devil got in there and slipped a stitch and caused something in this baby not to be normal and healthy, let's ask him to restitch that. And you know, every one of those babies were born whole and healthy. There's nothing impossible with God. No matter what thing has come against your life, no matter what doc the doctor has said, this, this is just beyond help, not with God. So get in your hearts as, you, as we go into these classes, the greatness of God, the might of God, the power of God, the love of God, who he is. He just so desires, as he, as he spoke to me and said, I have a message for my beloved. You are his beloved. He so hungers and desires to have you free from whatever illness or, or situation you're going through in your body. He loves you so, and he is well able. I love that, that in a Psalm, I mean, in Jeremiah 32, ah, oh, Lord God. It's like you're taking my breath away. He does. He takes our breath away with his, his greatness and his, his wonder. What a mighty God we serve. In Jesus' ministry, Acts 10.38. Since we have room on tables, if you want to bring your Bible, that would be awesome. Your own Bible, to look at your own Bible while, you, uh, while we study together. I think it, it will get in you so much more readily. Verse 38 of Acts 10 says, A God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He had God's approval. God was with him. He backed him up, everything he did. God was with him. He healed all that were oppressed by the devil. Uh, God doesn't use sickness to teach us a lesson. He doesn't use sickness to, uh, you know, cause us to our character to develop or whatever. Uh, it's an enemy. It's an enemy of God. It's an enemy of his children. It's an oppression of the enemy. But we know what Jesus did to that enemy. He defeated him. And he took care of everything that could ever come against our lives to give us freedom. So that's why we are studying uh, in this class how you can be, uh, get free and stay free and walk in health all the days of your life. Live out your full life. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3, 6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. So what Jesus did as he walked the earth, 
healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He is still doing today through his word, by his spirit, through his ministers. Uh, but you can, you can receive what we teach in here and we, do, we will offer, you know, after classes, I, I would say after we've taught maybe three, at least three weeks, if you want to come up, if you think I'm ready to be prayed for after classes, we will ha offer that. Or if you have um, questions after tonight's class, we have this room for a whole hour. Praise God, this is, <laughs> this is the first time we've experienced this because we've had to clear this room out. Those of you who have been a part of healing class, we've had to clear this room out after our healing time sessions and get ready for the little kids to come in. Well, the little kids are way over there now having a ball and we get to stay here an hour. So if we have, uh, if you have a question afterwards, I, I will stay and uh, answer your questions or uh, later on, in, after a few weeks, if y'all want to be prayed for, we'll definitely do that. Or if there's an emergency in your body right now, we'll definitely can pray for that tonight. But um, we'd like to, for you to get a lot of the Word in you, <clears throat> so your faith will be um, established more with healing. And by the time these, how many, nine sessions? Wow, you're going to be so full of faith. You're going to be just jumping at the bits just to uh, receive your healing and help other people see that healing belongs to them too. We're excited. Uh, John 4.34 Jesus said, my food food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So we know that when, when Jesus was walking on the earth and ministering to people and ministering healing and ministering deliverance, setting captives free, um, he was doing God's will. It's God's will to heal every time, every time. There is not a question about that. The word is so uh, concrete about that. Uh, in fact, in our next scripture is Matthew 8. Let's start with verse 1. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Uh, this leper, had, he had to have seen uh, Jesus heal, or he had to have heard about Jesus healing because he had faith in the power. He said, you can. I know you can. So he had, he had uh, heard, or like I said, seen or heard people being healed. So he knew Jesus could. But he said, if you are willing. So he wasn't sure about the Lord's willingness to heal him. Or maybe he felt like he wasn't worthy uh, or maybe Jesus you know didn't care enough for him but he answered Jesus answered this man this leper and uh, he not only answered his question for himself but he answered it for us because God's Word is eternal and what he said is for us as well he said Jesus answered to him I am willing that's what he's saying to you I am willing I am willing to heal you I'm not only so willing, I delight in it. He delights in healing us. He delights in ministering life to his children. So I am willing. 
he says that to each one of you tonight. Make it personal. He's willing to heal me. He's willing to heal me. And he has the power. Oh, my goodness. The power is amazing. The Bible says we are to believe in the power of God. So we need to have our faith there, too. This is a faith project all the way around from beginning to end. We trust God. We use our faith for everything. Everything. He's willing to heal every moment of every day, day and night. I've had to have healings in the middle of the night before. <laughs> you know, you wake up and there's like, wow, that is not, that is not good. That is not something that I want to wake up with uh, and, and a pain or whatever. And right there, don't wait until, you know, the morning. Get on it right then. Get on it with your faith. Get on it with resisting the devil and tell him, get your hands off of me. This is not mine. This temple doesn't belong to you. It's God's. And you have no right to put junk on me. Get off of me now in Jesus' name. And then lay your hands on yourself and say, I receive my healing, Lord. I mean, in the middle of the night, he's, he's alert and he's awake and he's ready. He never sleeps. Thank God he never sleeps because we need it. So he wants us to sleep. Uh, but he's willing. He is so willing, and he has the power to do it. Let's look at Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. These are absolutely my favorite verses in the Bible for healing. This is Isaiah's. Isaiah was a prophet, a seer. He saw into the future. He, he, had, he was a prophet, so he had visions. He had dreams. God spoke to him. He saw something about Jesus. Verses 4 and 5. It says, this is what he saw Jesus about Jesus. He said, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Those, that, those two words in the Hebrew mean, Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Those blows that were cut in when he went to the cross, that, that scourging post, those stripes healed us. We can't figure that out as to how that happened. It's a spiritual thing. That's not your part. Your part and my part is believing and receiving the truth of it. But surely he hath borne. That word born is the word. It's capital letters. This is so interesting, I think. It gives you a picture of, of how this happened. This, uh, the sicknesses and the, the pains lifted. Uh, it, it's N-A-S-A. And it's pronounced Nassau. But it's like our word NASA for the rockets being shot out into outer space. That's what he did with your sickness. He lifted it off like a rocket just shot out into outer space, NASA, NASA. He lifted it off of you and me. Surely he has lifted it off and carried. The word carried uh, is just basically what it means. It took it, he took it upon himself and bore it for us. It was like a burden uh, being put on someone and they carried it for us. And sickness and disease is a burden. It's a heavy burden to carry. It just absolutely will take the life out of people uh, if it's not dealt with. Uh, with, you know, sometimes medical science can help 
but a lot of times it can't. Always, if you use the medical uh, uh, aids, always use your faith there too. Pray over those things. Ask God's wisdom for those attending to you. Ask the Lord's wisdom for uh, you to make decisions whether I want that or not. You know, do I take that or not? Um, so we need to really uh, trust God in everything. All of our healing, we need to trust God. But in here, my focus is on you getting your healing through this means right here, this book, this powerful book. This is the most powerful medicine. And, in, and we said that at the beginning in our confession, it's medicine to my flesh. And there's a scripture that we'll go over before the end of the class. It is medicine, it is health, it is wholeness to our, to our bodies. <clears throat> but he, uh, he did this for us. He was our substitutionary uh, savior in all of these things. He didn't do any of this stuff for him. It was all for his beloved that you are. But that by his stripes we are healed. Uh, those bruises, those blows that cut in, uh, God miraculously provided a, a healing and a freedom for each of us to be free. And that sickness lifted off and, and Jesus carrying it for us so we didn't have to. He's such a good Savior. He's such an amazing, wonderful Savior. The thing that the Lord needs from us is to believe all of this. Believe it. I believe this. I don't understand it all, but I believe it because God said it. I, I just used to go around the house just a lot, just confessing it and speaking it out. I believe God's word is true and I believe it. And that really, if you do that, if you are having a little bit of a hesitancy about believing God's word, start saying that. Because the Bible tells us that our tongue will take us someplace. It will take us to a place of, of these things really becoming real to us and becoming firm in our, in our hearts and minds. Say it. Say it. Speak this word. Surely he has borne my, put your name in there, put your disease in there. He has borne, he lifted it off of me and he carried it for me so I do not have to carry it. Say those things, speak these things, it's powerful. Our words have such power because they're creative. Like God gave us the ability to use our words like he used his, he created. And we can speak these life-giving words based on scripture and we can see things created in our lives. And uh, amazing, it's amazing what he'll do. But we need to have the confidence to believe these things. I've, I've, we've all heard this, this phrase before, there's no doubt about it. Have you heard that phrase? <laughs> You're talking about something where there's no doubt about that. Well, that's how we ought to be about this. There's no, no doubt about this word. I am so confident that this word is true and that it'll work for me and that it'll do exactly what he said he would do. I am so confident there's no doubt about it. There's no questioning, there's no reasoning. You cannot figure it out in your mind, like how these spiritual things work. How does a, an acorn go into a, the ground and produce this massive oak tree? We can't figure that out. How does a corn be put in the ground and come up with a stalk with, with all these ears of corn? We can't figure that out. This is what God did though. I mean, he made things to produce and uh, after their kind. So we will, as we speak this word, it will produce in our lives after what it says, after it's kind. So speak the word, be bold to speak the word. It belongs to you. This book belongs to you. It has your name on it. 
it belongs to each and every one of us. So it's, uh, it's something that if we don't utilize it, we're not being very smart. <laughs> and God wants us to be really, really smart with this. No doubt about it, this is true. I'll speak it no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, I believe it. I have confidence that this is exactly uh, what God has for my life. And as I speak it, I will see, I will see results. I, I believe that. You have to be consistent through endurance and patience, patience and endurance, we will receive the promises. So just keep at it. Be tough, be, just be so determined. I'm not quitting. I am not quitting. Childlike faith, just simply believing. I remember when, my, uh, when I was a little child, I would ask my mother something. And uh, I, I know, I just remember it so clearly. I thought she was the smartest person in the whole world. You know, I, I just didn't question anything. If she told me something, I'd just skip away and say, oh, okay. So that's how we ought to, ought to be with this. Just skip away and say, okay, Lord, you said that. That's mine. So I thank you for that. I'm, I'm going to experience that because you said it, and I received this. But put your name in there. Surely he is born, my name is Janet. Surely he is born Janet's. Uh, sickness and carry my pains and and what put your name put the name of whatever you're dealing with and let let that become so um, strong in your thoughts about this is how it is no matter what I look like no matter what it feels like faith is just faith doesn't go by that we walk by faith not by sight doesn't matter what it looks like or feels like it's what this word says the feeling and the seeing will come that's God's part our part is the believing uh, Jesus had some, uh, s- some things to say about believing in, in the scriptures. Just uh, Matthew 8, 13. Let's look at some of these. Let me back up just a tad. This is the centurion. Uh, We kind of need to get a little bit more of the information about this particular incident. The centurion that came to Jesus and said that his servant was lying at home paralyzed, tormented. Verse 7 says, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these words, he marveled and said unto those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith. No, not in Israel. Great faith was that word that just said, I know, you speak it and it'll happen. We can speak it by faith, and we can see it happen too. Verse 13 says, Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way as you have believed so be it done unto you. So there's, there's one incident of him saying, as you have believed, as you have confidence in my speaking, healing over your, your servant, then that's exactly what you're going to have. So we need to have the confidence in what we're speaking that we'll have exactly what we're going to have as it's lined up with Scripture. It's, it's just amazing how God has set this up for us. 
uh, Matthew 9, 27 through 29. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe, there is the word believe again, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be done to you. Do you believe? Do you have confidence that, I'll do, that, I, that I can do this? Yes, we do. And then you've got it. And that's how it is with us. We find the word. We, we have confidence. We, we trust it. And he said, You've got that because you believe me. God moves toward faith. He loves faith. He says, without it, it's impossible to please him. When he sees faith, he, oops, it's like a magnet. He's going to go right there because he can do something there. And he wants to do it. He is not withholding from us. He is not trying to make us, you know, just, okay, I'm just going to let him wring their hands a while. No. God answers immediately. It's up to us to stay in faith and trust him and rejoice and thanks, thank him for what he's done by faith and that he is it we will see it i will see that lord because i believe and i have confidence in you and your word it's such a strong force faith is such a strong force mark 5 35 and 36 This is about Jairus' daughter, who had, uh, he, he said he would go. He asked Jesus to come and lay hands on his daughter and raise her up because she was almost at the, she was at the point of death. And so he got stopped by the woman who had uh, the flow of blood, and so Jesus had to pause there. But Jairus stayed right by him. He just stayed with him. Such a smart move. <laughs> and they, they began to walk toward Jairus' house. And the, one of his servants says, Don't trouble the master any longer. Your daughter is dead. And Jesus is, verse 36, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid. Only believe. What words for today? Don't be afraid. There's so much fear out there. There's so much fear we've, we've all, you know, had known and, you know, we've been affected by the virus. But the fear out there is almost, you could cut it with a knife. It's everywhere. You go out in public and people are so afraid. We don't have to be afraid because we have this book and we have the promises. We have the God behind the book that says, don't be afraid, trust me. Only believe. Only believe. So that's what I want. I want to leave that so strong in you tonight. Only believe, you know. You may have a thousand thoughts coming against you and things that are just trying to cause you to just melt and, and just fall apart. Resist those things. I say, I'm not going to fear. No. I have God's Word. God's Word says this, and I believe this Word, and I receive this Word, and this is what's happening whether I see it or not. And for your own personal life, you can get it every time. When other people are involved, their faith is involved. If you have little children at home, you, get, you can get healing for them. You can stand for their healing and see them healed every time. I did. My daughter's sitting back there. Didn't I, daughter? Yes. She saw it. She saw the faithfulness of God. And you do that for your children, too. You teach them how they can believe God and be free from the junk that the enemy throws at them. 
but other people's faith is concerned. We've had people get upset because, well, I was believing for them. Well, but what were they believing? Well, where was their faith? People get angry at God because somebody else, they didn't make it or their, their sickness took them, you know, just did them in, so to speak. But it's, it's between them and God. They have to believe. They have to believe something. They, ha they can agree with you. There is faith there. God gives us that promise. The prayer of agreement, it's powerful. We can do that. But there has to be faith hook up there. You can't be praying one thing and then believe in something else. We get a lot of prayer requests, and we've gotten a lot of prayer requests for um, um, the virus. And what I pray over every one of them is, Lord, you'd, I don't know where their faith is, but I know you're merciful, and I ask you to have mercy on them. Would you help them? Would you strengthen them? Would you encourage them? We can pray those things, and God will hear those things, those prayers. But don't think you can get healing for everybody. You can't. But yourself, every time you can. It's a win-win situation. You can get healing every time for your own personal life. And then Mark um, eleven twenty four. Well, I'm going to go to 22. I'm going to back up a little bit. <clears throat> Jesus answered and said unto this, this is when he cursed the fig tree and it died up from the roots. And Peter mentioned that, and they saw it the next day. And Jesus said, have faith in God. One translation says, have, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith is this kind of faith. And surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, you can say to that sickness, get off of me. You can say that. That's, that's what this Bible, this word is saying. You can say to that mountain, the sickness can be a mountain. It can be a, you know, an anthill, whatever it is. It's, it's not something God wants you to have. It's painful. It's, it's an intrusion onto the property of God. We belong to God. We don't belong to the devil. And he has no right to, to do that, this, this stuff to us. He is trespassing on God's property. So... You can speak to that mountain and say, get out, get off, leave me. And don't doubt in your heart, believe what you're saying will come to pass and you'll have what you say. That's calling resisting the devil. And the word tells us to do that. He said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The, Bible res the word resist means to vigorously oppose, bravely resist, stand face to face against an adversary, stand your ground. I just, the devil and me just don't get along. I just, uh, <clears throat> I just don't like him at all, and I know you don't either, but he has brought so much misery to so many people that I just, I, I delight in resisting him. I do, because I know he has to leave. The Bible says he does. He has to bow his knee, and he knows it too. We can speak to that mountain. We can say, sickness, get off of me. Stop it. You are not allowed. God's word says that he bore this for me and, and uh, you're not putting it on me. This has already been taken care of. He, he lifted this off of me. It's already a done deal. I'm not receiving it. And then verse 24 says, Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you desire or ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. There's that word believe again. Believe that you receive. The moment you pray, not when you see it, the moment you pray. You believe that you receive right then. 
and then you will have it. He didn't say it would show up tomorrow, it would be instant, or it would be, you know, three days down the road. He said, you'll have it, and we need to trust that we will have it. We will, because God backs up his word. It says it, he doesn't, it doesn't return to him void. It accomplishes what he sent it to do. He's watching over it, waiting to perform it for us. He's, he gets excited. He gets excited when we believe him because he's going to get to do something big for us. Receiving just means taking. 1 John 5, 5. I love the word victory. I just... I have a big placard in my office upstairs that has the Hebrew word Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our, our banner, which is the Lord our victory. So it's, it's a big placard, and it reminds me all the time that we have victory. No matter what it's go- we're going through, no matter how long it takes, God's faithful. He gives us the victory. 1 John 5, 5. Let me see. I still haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> 1 John 5, 4, and then, um, yeah, that's it. Instead of 5, it's 4. <clears throat> For whatever is born of God or whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So that's how he just puts it out in black and white. It's our faith. You're, that's what it's going to take to overcome the world. And the world is the world system who is run by the God of this world, who is the devil. So we know that we can win every time because we have his word, we have the authority, and as we resist and as we stand in faith, we'll see. We'll see the victory. We'll see our, our win. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So you're hearing the Word of God tonight. Your part is hearing it and not just hearing it, but receiving it. Taking it as God's Word to you. Receiving it. Taking it. That's mine. I take that. I take that. So, faith is not something that rests here. You have to hear it here first in your mind. But then you're going to have to get it into your spirit, into your inner man, into your heart. Because Romans 10, 10 says, faith is of the heart. It's down here. This is what we believe with, our spirit man, our inner man. It's not the head. If you're going to try to get it with your head, you're going to lose. It's not there. It's here. That's where God answers. He looks at the heart. So when you read this word, when you hear this word, it's just passing through here. It's to get down here. It's just I'm passing through. I think there's a song like that or something like that. I'm just passing through. I'm going down here. I'm going into the spirit to where I'm going to have some effect and I'm going to see. Uh, I'm going to see uh, uh, things happen and change uh, in my life because I believe. So study the Word of God. Get it into your heart by meditating. Let's turn to um, Psalm one and go over these quickly. I have a few more minutes. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of the sinners. Uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 1, verse 1. 
Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law or the word of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. I love the pictures that the, these scriptures paint. We can see something, we can see a tree. You get that image of a tree, it's planted by uh, water, and it's drawing up what it needs to stay alive and fresh, and it's not a, a withered leaf, it's producing, it's thriving, it's, it's what it should be, and that's how we are with the Word. Uh, as we get into this Word, and as we meditate the Word, the, wor uh, the word meditate is, is like pondering and uh, giving it deep uh, thought and consideration, and muttering it, speaking. Just letting your, your word, your mouth speak this word as you read it. Just say it. Just begin to say it and let it go over and over. And that's called meditation. And that's when it's going to drop in your spirit. And that's when it's going to uh, produce uh, and cause your life to be prosperous. And that affects your physical body as well. Uh, the fir that first verse, though, it says... Uh, someone who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And as I study this out, I thought, to me that says live, live a separated, consecrated life, separated unto God. And the Word tells us that that's, that's where we need to live. Come out from among and be separate. You know, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. There's a lot of scriptures that kind of like, you know, come on, let's live for God. He's worthy. He's worth it. He's worth it. He's worth totally giving your whole and your whole life given into his hands. But that's when we're going to thrive, when we, get this, uh, when we get this word into us. We're going to produce. We're going to live right. We're going to see fruit in our lives. And we're going to be happy. That's the happiest you can be is staying in the word of God and letting this word just minister to you and feed you and nourish you because that's what it is. His words are spirit and they are life. That's what we do when we receive this, this word into us. We are receiving his life into our spirit. And then the last um, verses I want to share tonight are uh, from Proverbs 4. Verse 20. Just a, an affirmation of what we said in uh, Psalm 1. Proverbs 4.20 of my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health are medicine to all their flesh. See, I told you this is medicine. This is life, so it's life-giving medicine to our flesh. Uh, I know several years ago I read, uh, I read about a, a, a woman that was having heart problems and um, the doctor said, you need to go home, don't do anything, and just sit. And then we'll make another appointment in a few weeks because you don't need to do anything. Your heart is that bad, it's that weak. So she went home, and the smart woman that she was, she put on some CDs of just scriptures. And that's all she did. She didn't do any housework. She didn't do any, anything. She didn't do any cooking. She listened to the Word of God for, for three days. And uh, all of a sudden thought something's different and she went back in to the doctor and and uh, he said there's nothing wrong with your heart 
it was just this medicine that she took, this life that she took in it. It, it renewed her heart. It healed her heart. It gave her new life in her heart. So it's powerful. This word is so powerful, so very powerful. But speak it. If you don't have CDs to listen to of the word, speak it. And it's just as powerful coming from your mouth. And it's good for you to hear. But I love how this, this scripture goes over. Give attention to it. Pay attention to it. Let your ear hear it. Let your eyes see it. Keep them in the midst of your heart so you're speaking it to where it just goes down into your spirit. And it's going to be a life and medicine to you. So, praise God. I think we've got a good start, Derek. Derek's next week and he'll just take us further. Father, thank you so much for this wonderful word. We love it. We love you. Thank you for the beautiful provision you have given us uh, and that we can be healed and healthy and whole all the days of our life and live our full years on this earth in good health. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings, your many benefits to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.